0: Very pleased right now to be joined inside the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio with the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. Chris Ballard is with us with J.J. Stangevitz. I'm Matt Taylor. Chris, first of all, really appreciate your time. And we're just days away from the 2023 NFL draft. And I know the work is not completely done until you you make the picks coming up next weekend. But... Are, are you excited that the draft is almost here and you can finally enjoy all those hours and, and all the work that you've put into this point? It's it's almost here.
1: Yeah, no, and the work that, you know, everybody in the building's put in. You know, I mean, it, it all comes to fruition on draft day. Um, but, yeah, we're excited. A lot of work put in. A lot of great work by our scouts and staff, coaching staff, and uh, everybody in, in our training and strength and – um, football ops I mean everybody's involved and it's a fun process and you know draft days is the is, is kind of the celebration of their work it's kind of always looked at it
2: so we're through the combine we're through pro days we're through 30 visits you said the cement isn't going to dry until draft day but you kind of talked a lot about it a little in your press conference but the the pre-draft noise of like the Colts like this guy you know we're hearing the Colts like that guy uh, how do you t- how do you tune that out how do you have other people in the building tune that out if you need to kind of set that tone
1: well, I mean, look. There's always <laughs> there's always a new rumor that comes up every day, <laughs> um, and you know. But I've I've like I have a great deal of trust of our internally of our people. You know, they kind of know. I mean, they're open. We're very open with information. And for a reason. That's how you grow. And I think that's how everybody can grow. The more information you're able to see and see how decisions are being made, it's how you grow. But with that comes great responsibility. And with that responsibility is nothing gets out. Um, so I, I feel pretty I'm pretty confident that, you know, our information is staying in house, um, especially with some of the stuff I hear. Um, I know it's staying in house, so uh, you you shift through it. Like, I don't pay attention to a lot. I turn my – like, I don't read a lot this time of year. Um, There's some things I do because I know where there's credible sources. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I I try to tune as much out as I can and make as clear and unbiased a decision um, through all the information we've gathered as
0: we can. Chris Ballard is with us. And and this is your seventh draft with the Colts. This will be the highest pick that, that you make if you stay at four. In your time following the draft and being in the draft and obviously having a huge part of it, what have you learned about the top end of the draft historically over time that can help you make the best decision possible in this instance for the Colts?
1: You know, every one of them is different. I mean, this year is much different than when we took Quentin at at six, you know, in 2018. Mm -hmm. You know, every year is different. You got a chance to get a real high-end talent. Anytime you're in the top ten, you've got a chance to get a high-end talent um, that can really impact uh, the organization. You want to take the one that can play and be a good player for you, no matter the position.
2: You've been a, a scout. You know you've been in these conversations for for decades. You've evaluated all the quarterbacks in this draft class. Have you learned things over your time about what matters when it comes to quarterback evaluation? And what maybe doesn't matter when you're, you're taking this mountain of information and trying to sift through it?
1: Yeah, I think I think whoever you take, um, whoever is your quarterback, deals a lot with how you're going to use him, playing to his strengths to make him successful. There's a lots of there's different types of flavors, you know, at quarterback, and everybody's got an opinion on them. But at the end of the day, it's the guy you think you can win with, and who your coaching staff thinks they can build an offense around.
0: How much time and energy goes into finding out the character of these guys, finding out who they are as people, their mental makeup, you know how, how good of a leader they would be, How much time and energy goes into that. How much does that matter when you put the whole puzzle together on these players? Well, I think it matters with every player you bring in the building. Mm-hmm. Like you're telling your locker room
1: who you are with every player you draft we are not been perfect by any stretch, but our scouts do a tremendous job digging, um, using their sources, visiting with these players, using their experiences uh, to know who we're getting. And always, you, know, you always tell them, like, we're not going to get it in the hole. That's impossible because you haven't lived with somebody. Until you live with somebody, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But let's get it close to the hole, all right? Let's get to the eighty-five, ninety percentile range if we can, to know what this who he's going to be when he walks in the building, and that's for any position and how he fits, um, not only as a player, but also how's he fit in the locker room? How's he going to? How's the locker room going to handle? And how's he going to fit in? You know, with his teammates. That's important.
2: I think a lot of people don't understand the work that scouts have to put in during the fall. To get all this information and compile it all. I think with the next pick, part one of it this year did a really good job of showing kind of the, the latter part of the process where, you know, you're on the road with Mike Lacy and he's on the road for two weeks, you know, right now, but you having done it, been in that that position before as a scout, how much of it is, is almost like detective work that you have to do and, and how much of it is relationship building and just how intensive is that process?
1: It's the they're the unsung heroes of an organization. It's not as much the grade like I've I even felt this as a scout not not as much about the grade you put on the player but being able to identify the player and get him on everybody's radar. You know where we're going to end up taking him. You know we'll sort that out over time, but just being able that that takes a skill. That takes talent. I mean, it takes talent to scout talent. I don't I mean, I know everybody thinks it's just an easy thing, but it takes talent to scout talent. And then it takes even more talent. This is what the art comes in with being able to, all right, really understand who he is by people you visit with. And you can't visit with enough. Like you can't go visit with one person and take that as the gospel. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to have enough emotional intelligence to be able to kind of fit in what everybody's telling you to form a story of who the player is and what he stands for. And every player has a story. Like everyone, they all have a story. Our scouts job is to tell us the story. Tell us who he is. Tell we we probably spend as much time talking about the characters we do who he is as a player because it's so important. And it's hard. It's very difficult. And they don't have all the information in the fall. That's what even makes it harder. You know, cuz we get more information when you get the medical, when you get the interviews, you go through the All-Star games like I would tell you seventy percent of the information they have, but there's another thirty percent they don't have. Sure, the tape is critical, and it, you know, that's primarily what you're going off. But there's a lot more that goes into it um, that's deeper that they that they delve into. So they're the always they're the eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't draft a player doesn't mean that player won't eventually end up on your team. So they've got to scout each and every player with an unbiased opinion of what he can be. You know, for the Indianapolis Colts.
0: That's General Manager Chris Ballard with us for your Indianapolis Colts. For you, Chris, what are the deeper parts of this draft? What what, what position groups have a good talent pool about them? Oh, I think it's a really good defensive edge people, a uh, really good defensive end draft.
1: I think it's there's some good depth on the O-line, um, and, and the same with corner. And it's probably as good a tight end draft that I've seen in a long time now. There's some really good football players at the tight end position.
2: When you look at the the maybe more immediate needs on this team versus the pure talent of these guys while also considering what the needs of this team might be in a year how does that all balance when you're putting together your draft board
1: yeah it's all part of the puzzle because you're you're, because you're projecting out what our current needs are now plus what it's going to be a year from now but the one thing you don't ever want to do is take a need over a player that you think is going to be really good for you and it might not be a necessity at the time you took him but he's going to really make a difference on game day like it's hard to find red and blue players that flip the field on game day and you never pass one up when you have a chance to take him or a guy with red or blue traits even like they don't even have to be in the top 10 mm-hmm. you, second third fourth round there's times when you you know, we really don't need this guy, but, you know, he's so good, we're not going to pass on him. I mean, that's that's
0: all part of it. Chris, I know you got to run. You're incredibly busy, so we really appreciate the time. Uh, lastly for you, what, what's it been like being you for the last four months? I mean, are you, are you going to the grocery store, getting stopped? At the butcher line, asking who the Colts are drafting. I mean, what, what from from all these different angles? What's it been like to be you at the top end of the draft since uh, since January?
1: Uh, it's good. Like I still <laughs> hang out. Like our fans are great. I mean, I love our fans, and I i mean, I still show up in public a bunch. I mean, it's not like I'm hiding. Um, I never have done that, you know, whether we're good or bad. I mean, I, I still go out, and our fans are good. Yep. Um, they'll definitely ask questions, and I'll answer them. I mean, I get a ton of email. Like, I love emails. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love when people email. I mean, it's great. I mean, I'll call them, talk to them. Right. And look, I think our fans deserve that. I think our fans deserve and you it, it don't get back to everybody and even in public you know but you know, what we do is entertainment they have a right to be passionate about and they have a right to ask questions
2: who's the stronger opinions is it from the draft room or is it from the ballard household uh, <laughs>
1: well my kids have i mean they got strong opinions now, there is no doubt they 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 look at me cross-eyed all the time about who, you know, if I tell them I like it, I hey, got no,
0: Dad, he can't. I'm like, okay, he's got to work on <laughs> Okay. <it." laughs> he's going to look good in a video game, though, right? That's fantastic. Chris Ballard with us. Chris, thanks so much for all the right. time. I you. know you're swamped. Good yeah. luck, all right? Appreciate it.